My name is Elliot McGowan, and I'm here today to talk about my perception of stigma and why it is important to break the stigma surrounding mental health. But first, I'm going to talk about how my journey as a young person dealing with mental health difficulties began and how stigma affected me and what that was like. In the summer of 2015, I was living a pretty average life. I just finished my first year studying a filmmaking course at a university in London, and I was working part-time. My experience of mental health up until that point had been the mental health issues you generally hear about, such as stress, anxiety, and depression. I remember I began struggling but tried to hide it as I didn't want people to think I was weak or incapable of keeping up the pace with my peers at university. At the time, I thought I was just depressed, maybe a bit on edge, but everything changed one evening when I came onto the platform at King's Cross Underground Station and I started hearing voices. I'm going to be honest, before I experienced it myself, I didn't think hearing voices was a real thing, or at least I didn't think it happened to completely ordinary people. But I learned that it was more common than I had thought, and the typical age of onset for psychosis was late teens and early adulthood. It's unfortunate that a lot of mental health issues, not just psychosis, tend to surface in a person's late teens and early adulthood because this is the time that most of us are starting to find ourselves and our place in the world, only to be completely derailed by mental health difficulties. Psychosis is complex and not in itself a diagnosis, rather a cluster of phenomena which pertains to illnesses such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. For an individual suffering from psychosis, the person is said to be experiencing a loss of touch from reality. This leads to the person blurring what is real and what is not, making their subjective experience of the world confused or distorted. Someone with psychosis might have disorganized thoughts, see or hear things that others do not, or have strange beliefs that others do not share. My psychosis developed gradually over the course of a few weeks. I was having a shower one morning, and I had a bizarre thought that someone could be watching me through the plug hole. I knew it was bizarre and I tried to ignore it, but my mind was trying with persistence to make me believe it. Sometimes I'd be walking down the street and I'd suddenly be overcome with the fear that someone was going to shoot me. The strange thoughts persisted. I stopped sleeping and I didn't understand what was happening to me. I remember a couple of nights a week I would be lying in bed and listening to the sounds of the water running through the pipes. I started hearing faint whispering coming out of the sounds of the water. Then the whispering turned to mumbling. It all sounded like random words, but I couldn't really make it out because it was muffled. A couple of nights of the mumbling, and then slowly I started making out distinct words and phrases, and the voices started addressing me directly when they spoke. I didn't tell anyone about the voices for a couple of weeks, because I was terrified about what would happen if I did. In one way, I stigmatized myself. I worried about what it all meant. Did hearing voices make me dangerous? Would my friends and family be afraid of me if I told them? Would I be kicked out of university or lose my job? I didn't know where to turn, so I turned to my university for support. They were amazing, but by the time I finally opened up to the mental health advisor, I'd become acutely unwell and could barely hold a conversation. I don't remember much from that time, but I do remember the advisor taking me to A&E and wait until the early hours of the morning with me until they found me a bed on a ward. The stigma was what stopped me getting help sooner, 
because to me, the fear of being judged, the fear of being excluded and misunderstood, and quite prominently, the fear of being feared by the ones I loved. Since that first episode, I have had several episodes of psychosis and several subsequent hospitalizations. I learned that a lot of people, even service users, don't know what psychosis is, so I was able to give them my own picture of what it is to me, as opposed to the negative connotations that it might exist of it in the media, which only contribute to the stigma. Psychosis can be terrifying, but it can also feel magical, like you're seeing the world for the first time through a different lens. The boundary between your mind and the external world breaks down, and suddenly you're noticing all the little synchronicities and coincidences in life, and thinking they hold a more significant meaning. Then the TV and radio start talking to you directly. You feel special, like you're the only one awake in a world full of people sleepwalking. One time I basically believed I was the messiah, and that all my thoughts were being projected onto the advertising screens in Piccadilly Circus London and Times Square New York, and even when I was in an empty room, I believed I was still being watched by everyone on earth. Although it's had its ups and downs, the most prominent feeling I can remember throughout all the times I was episodic was isolation from others and from myself. It was like I'd become a different person for a couple of weeks. I would feel detached and all of a sudden everything just felt different. Then I'd have the task of coming back to reality at the end of an episode and dealing with the consequences of anything I may have said or done when unwell. This is just a small insight into my background with mental health difficulties, and now I'm going to talk about stigma, what it is to me, and why it's important to break it. Having an illness that is stigmatized can affect your self-esteem a lot, and you can be affected by stigma and not even realize it. Most of us would rather lie about our struggles than admit we're finding things hard. If I couldn't make a social event because I was feeling depressed or anxious, I would probably tell the person I had a migraine instead of the truth, and that is a consequence of stigma, even if we're doing it subconsciously. I still struggle to say the word schizophrenia around many people, and even towards myself because of the negative connotations associated with it. Throughout my experiences in a hospital setting, Schizophrenia became a label other patients would use for those whose behavior might have come across on the more severe end of the spectrum. The existence of stigma means that it, my experience of psychosis and related conditions remains misunderstood by most, and until people start talking about it, it will unfortunately remain that way. The situation, however, is sort of a catch-22. People won't talk about it because it's not something that's talked about, and it's not something that's talked about because people won't talk about it. If you can't talk about what you experience without the fear of being judged, you remain isolated with those experiences, feeling like you're the only one going through them, which often isn't the case. People can relate to feelings of low mood or anxiety, but not many people can relate to hearing voices or having strange thoughts and beliefs. As a young person, I just wanted to fit in with my peers at the time and start my adult life. I didn't want my friends knowing about my mental health issues because I thought they would start treating me differently or stop being friends with me altogether. Last year I had my worst episode of psychosis to date and it's taken me a long time to recover from it. Between the side effects of the medication and dealing with the symptoms, I felt like I could no longer do the things I used to be able to. I had to leave my masters, I had to leave my job, 
I also had to leave some of my independence behind in London and move back to Dublin. After spending two months in hospital as an involuntary patient, the transition from hospital to the community was difficult. I stayed indoors a lot. I was sleepy all the time and I was still coming to terms with what reality was and what it wasn't, having been in a delusional state for the best part of those eight weeks. When I got home, I was frustrated and felt like I couldn't do any of the things I used to enjoy. So I started recording myself just talking to the camera about a range of different things, but all mental health related. I made the videos for myself to try and articulate what I went through somehow. It was a way for me to express myself and all the ideas I had at the time and to try and make sense of it. I wanted to see if there were other people who got what I went through, so I started uploading the videos online. I was suddenly getting messages from people asking me for advice, telling me my videos had made a difference or helped them feel less alone. So I pursued it further, and after a year's worth of videos every week ranging in different topics, I reached over 1,000 subscribers a week ago a lot of them young people and even some people I knew. I couldn't believe the amount of people that were suffering with psychosis or had family members with a disorder like schizophrenia. By sharing my experiences, it was giving people an insight into what it's really like to go through psychosis, and it was helping other people without psychosis understand it a bit better. And even though I know the videos have helped a lot of people, the one they've helped the most is myself. Young people like me spend a lot of time online, so it's a natural instinct that we often go online to look for support and resources, even if that's through a stranger on the other side of the screen. I think it's important to stop stigma for so many reasons, but one of these reasons is how important it is for people to receive early intervention to prevent their symptoms escalating. If the stigma exists, the person may feel like they cannot reach out, or they may feel embarrassed or ashamed. To prevent things going undetected until the person is at breaking point, we all need to have a more open communication about mental health. It is great that a lot of people feel like they can talk about things like depression and anxiety, but I personally feel like sometimes other disorders are left out, and that in itself is leaving the real people behind those disorders out as well. Think of how things could be if we didn't have stigma. It's probably not going to be possible to eradicate stigma completely, but by improving people's awareness of different disorders, young people just starting out and becoming independent will have an awareness of what to look out for and who to go to, because I didn't know who to go to or what was even going on for me. If I had have learned what psychosis was or what can cause it, I would have probably recognized it in myself earlier and would have felt more comfortable opening it up. Working to break the stigma will greatly improve the individual's opportunities for the future if they have awareness early on. I wish I had been taught more about mental health as a young person in school and university, as this is such a crucial time in a young person's development, and it is often at the same time when mental health issues begin to surface. What we can do as individuals is to keep sharing our stories and reassuring people that it's okay to talk about things that are difficult to talk about, because that's the only way we're going to start breaking stigma, by being brave and not feeling embarrassed or ashamed of who you are or your struggles. Thank you for listening to this episode. Take care.